0: Hello friends, thanks for tuning in. We need to talk about this. So, I've been noticing that when I'm on social media, I feel like a gerbil. In a good way. I mean, I'm on there, I'm communicating, I'm responding to people. Sometimes I've got, you know, two or three direct message conversations going at once, and then my brain is really spread And, But, I mean... I love it, and it's awesome, and I'm connecting with people, and I'm, honestly, I'm doing what God made me to do. I I love encouraging people. Social media, it's the bomb, right? Okay. (laughs) Bomb.com. Only problem is, I can't do that 24-7 every day. I, I love the endorphin high. Of connecting with people. My, my first at reply was from the producer of uh, the band Red. Which was my favorite band at the time. Still very close to my heart. So, shout out to Rob Graves. Blast from the past. That was my first at reply on Twitter. And that dopamine hit has kept me on that platform since 2011. It's... Yeah. <laughs> So, um, here's the problem. I have this thing towards social media where if I'm not getting a fix like I expected... (sighs) Okay, come on, what's the phrase I came up with for just now that I didn't write down that I said I would say? That is the title of this podcast? Slot Machine Anxiety. Slot Machine Anxiety. So, a slot machine, you pull the lever, and you get a prize. Or or you don't, depending on whatever it is. They, huh, <laughs> I'm that person who never has any links to any of the things that she cites, so, like, why do I even? But, I vaguely remember some sort of research study being done where they gave rats a lever in a lab and sometimes it would release one kibble of food and other times it would release five and other times it would release zero. But regardless of how many it released, those rats were on that slot machine. Essentially, it's a slot machine for kibble. They were on that slot machine just pulling that lever constantly. Even when nothing would come out. That is how I feel about social media. I feel like a cute little rat looking for some kibble endorphins pulling the slot machine saying where's all the people? I want to connect with the people. I want to feel meaningful. I want to feel useful. I want to feel connected. Blah 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 blah. blah. I want that endorphin hit like give me my fix, please. And if I don't feel that, ooh, social media Slot Machine Anxiety. <clears throat> it, if, if you spent any amount of time on social media, you, you might know. You might recognize this phenomenon for yourself. And it doesn't even matter which... Um, I've been on all the platforms. Currently I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, because those are the big three. I kind of gotten back on Snapchat, username inverse dream. I still haven't figured it out yet. I've been off of there so long, I don't even know the culture. Um, because I also take a week offline, <laughs> which will kill snap streaks. So why am I even on Snapchat? I'm I'm figuring this out. It it's a work in progress. So I take a week offline every month. This is a new thing that I'm doing. Used to I had scheduled to take a week off once every 3 months, which was pretty good, but a lot of times I would still be online stalking even though I wouldn't comment or reply or anything, but that's that that's not the same because I'm still kind of pulling that lever for my fix because I want to read that cute tweet that's funny and the dog videos. I'm on social media for the dog videos among other things, but definitely the dog videos. <sighs> and then I didn't take my social media break for mm, at least a year and a half or something cuz social media was like a therapy group for me during my mental health phase. And now I I'm realizing that I need ...to detox my gerbil wheel slot machine brain once a month. (laughs) I need it for my marriage, if nothing else. Like, like the ability to set the phone down and not worry about what is going on on the internet. I I need to keep that awareness fresh so that I can look at my husband... And not be obsessing over my Twitter threads. <laughs> oh, this is so this is so embarrassing. But I'm going to say it anyways. I had insomnia one night. Figuring out what to do for my Twitter threads. And I still haven't done it yet. I have to do more dance film. Because my dance film thread is going to be the main thread. And then I'm going to quote parts of other threads into that thread. So that the evergreen content stays accessible. Yeah. (sighs) Because I put a lot of work into Twitter over the years and a lot of emotional energy and I'm sorry, I don't want my tweets to get lost to the great you know um the great abyss of like buriedness, so um I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast here before, but I'm going to tangent on this a minute. I have started searching my old tweets by date. So I search all of my June tweets for 2016, 2017, 2011, and all the years in between. Normally I search half a month at a time. uh, June 1st through the 13th or whatever, and then the second month, and I... I've been doing that, and I've been deleting old cringy tweets stuff that doesn't represent me anymore stuff I don't agree with at replies to people who aren't even my friends anymore, which kind of feels sad, but it it it's it's part of life and i'm I'm learning to I'm learning to face life with more open hands. And I'm very thankful that God is, he's put me in a season of blessing right now. And so my open handedness is being rewarded pretty thoroughly. So I'm i am very appreciative of God giving that to me regardless of, um, yeah, God's blessings are completely different from slot machine endorphins. And I actually just saw a gif, a meme, and a graphic image. Yeah. Infographic. Thank you. Yeah, that. I recently saw an infographic about um, the difference between serotonin and dopamine. Dopamine is the pleasure hormone and it only hits like a few points inside of your brain. Whereas serotonin is the happiness hormone and it goes throughout your entire brain. And pleasure is that quick fix that comes and goes, it doesn't last, and that's what causes addiction. And dopamine, no, that's dopamine, serotonin is, oh my gosh, the graphic was so good you guys. I really need to link to that tweet in this description, let me make a note to do that. Because, Lord knows, if I don't make a note, it won't happen. I think I'm ADD. I really do. And and someone listening to this is probably like, uh, you just figured that out? Yeah, I think I'm ADD. I just... I'll be in my head, I'm all over the place, I'll be talking with someone, and then all of a sudden I'll look at their shoes, and I'll think about how do they make those little plastic caps that go on the end of shoelaces, and it's like, I'm trying to have a conversation about theology here, or whatever it is, and so I'll be in the middle of a conversation, and my brain will jump a million miles away to a completely different topic, and I have to drag it back to stay on focus I don't really talk about that, but it's it's a thing. it's a thing. One of the gifts of having a super crazy brain that just goes all over the place and cares about all the things and you know, I mean libertarianism and and theology and science and and wisdom and and you know how does the human body and scripture you know, what does scripture say about the human body that we think of as a spiritual principle but it's actually a physical principle and Ezekiel 37 is like my current rah-rah, you need to go read it because the Hebrew word ruha stands for breath, spirit and three times, that's very important, three times God says, I will put my breath, spirit in you and you will live. And to Keep owning this tangent all over the place. The Wim Hof breathing method, which has been tested by science. The Wim Hof breathing method proves that when we have an oxygenated body, we are more healthy. We are more happy. We get more serotonin. It's... Yeah, that link will also be in the description. Yeah, my podcasts are everywhere, but they kind of stay on topic. I don't even, I don't even know how I do this, but I'm, if, if you listen faithfully, big hug. Big audio hug from over here, because this this is one crazy girl over here trying to mm, <laughs> stay on topic. What topic? Yeah, let me go a million miles away, and it's still on topic. How, okay, I'm going to stop self-analyzing, because that's kind of narcissistic. what topic was I on? One of the difficult things about taking a week offline is getting back on the internet. It's hard. It's like, it's like, my mind is so clear right now and I'm able to have more time for myself and my creativity and (laughs) I get so much housework done when I'm offline it's embarrassing (sighs) you know I because I have all this time all of a sudden oh my gosh I was spending that much time on social media yes yes I was but I love it and it's it is my online ministry I'm on the internet I'm not on the internet for my health if i was on if if i was just existing for me i would not be on the internet that yeah <sighs> but um i have people to encourage and i have art to put out there in the world so therefore i'm on the internet <sighs> so getting back so so here's where I'm coming. There's like, it's like there's two sides of my brain. There's the quick fix, the, the gerbil side. There's a, what was it? CGP gray and his friend Mike call it the monkey brain with the, they're in the hello internet podcast or the cortex podcast. They do some Brady. Those guys over there. CGP Grey has a podcast with one of them. It's called either Holo Internet or Cortex with either Brady or Mike. And one of them has a monkey brain. And it's like, you have to entertain your monkey brain and keep it distracted so that your, your intellectual brain, your, your perspective can stay on the long term and not the short term. And so when I take a week off I'm trying to strengthen that larger perspective brain. You know, what what do I want my legacy to be like 10 years from now? What what do I what do I want my time on Twitter to have accomplished? And what do I want that to look like 10 years from now? When you zoom out that big, it really it really changes things. Ooh, there's a dog running around off-leash! He's so cute! I mean, he's got a leash, but the owner's watching him, and the the leash is trailing behind. He's so cute! I love dogs. I already mentioned that this podcast, so technically that is on topic! Hooray! (laughs) Anyways, the challenge for me is switching between big perspective brain and in-the-moment brain. And we need both. We absolutely need both. And if if we were to stay in big perspective brain, like, <laughs> that's sort of the, the what, what's that phrase? Uh, Too heavenly obsessed to be any earthly good. Uh, truly, the people who are most heavenly obsessed are going to be earthly good. So that phrase is bogus. Let, let's just get that out right now. But, There, there has to be balance. So in the moment, I want my reactions. You know, the the more time I spend in Scripture, the more I know that I am loved by God, and 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 take His truth to be higher and greater than my emotions. But also ask Him to show me truth, to help me understand my emotions, to figure out my, you know, my emotional issues and the amount that I have changed over the past good year. I started vlogging in 2012 and I put those out there specifically to show how much I was going to change in the future. Does that make sense? To provide context for this is where I am in 2012. Those th- those are those are on a those are, those are unlisted videos on a public playlist, and I will make a note to put that in this description as well. Do, 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 do. Thank you for holding. Please hold. Okay, back to your previous programming. So, um, oh my gosh, where the heck was I? I still don't remember what topic I was on. But here we go. One of the things that I really need from my week offline is the subconscious break. See, when I'm when I'm online, the other three or so weeks of the month, even when I'm offline, I'm still thinking about how is Brooke doing how is Gwen doing? There's two Brooks, and I'm thinking of both of them right now. How is, you know, all these other people doing, and oh, I should send that link to that person, and I haven't checked up on that person for a while, and I have not heard from April in ages. How is April doing? I need to hear from that girl. Not to make her self-conscious by mentioning her in my vlog, podcast, but you you don't know which April I'm talking about, but but she knows. <laughs> so, My subconscious is still thinking about all the people because I care about people. That's how I'm made. That's how I'm wired. And when I take that week offline, for a few days in the middle there, I get a break from that. And I actually just... I detox from worry. I've gotten a lot better about not worrying... But I detox from taking care of others, which is really, really needed. I used to take one day a week offline, and I called it Offline Monday. Still a big proponent of that, but I the reason it doesn't work for me is because my brain is still on the internet. My brain is still thinking about all of the people and that conversation was just going and I could reply and have that input in that dialogue and just, it's, oof, oof, anyways, um, in the middle of this podcast, I took a quick break and I looked up that infographic I was referencing and the source is a Dr. Robert Lustig and I'm going to put some links to him in the description because I'm a link junkie like that, um, There'll be a link to Business Insider and then a interview that he did on another podcast. I haven't listened to that. I'm just going to put it in there because that was the link that came up, the scene related. So, um, I'm going to link to it, but I have no idea what it is, so don't judge me. But I'll go listen to myself eventually. <sighs> I love how God made me. I, I I love that I care about all the people. But if I care about all the people too much, I will not take care of me. I will not clean my house. I will not take care of my husband. And ladies and gentlemen, um how much I love God is reflected in how well I love my husband. You know, James says in his book in the New Testament uh I will show you my faith by my works. So do do I believe that God is good? Do I believe that He loves me? And do I honor Him and respect Him? If so, I'm gonna show that same to my husband. Because God loved us first. This is a very important um pathway of love. So Jesus, while we were yet sinners, died for us and loved us. That's Romans 5. And then we are called to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's um, the greatest commandment. And then we are called to love our neighbor as ourselves. So there's three directions that happen there. Vertical from God. Vertical downwards from God. Vertical upwards from us to God. And then, then... Horizontal between our fellow humans. Now, one of the things that isn't captured in that model specifically is that we need the reciprocal love from others. And Psalm 27 has been a go to Psalm for me. Um, There's multiple verses in there that have really encouraged me during my mental health struggle. But one of the verses that also happens to be in that chapter is that if your parents forsake you, the Lord will never forsake you. And so we are born into this world needing father-lover. Father-mother-love. And to put my two cents in, same-sex couples, those kids still need fathers, and those kids still need mothers, and God knows what he's doing when he designed the universe, and I completely understand and respect, (laughs) no, let me rephrase that, I do not understand, however, I do respect the struggle of having same-sex attraction, but every single person on the planet needs both mother and father love, and we are hardwired To receive that first from our parents. You know, we come into this world completely dependent on other people. We have to receive love. That is the only way we will survive. You know, the love of having our diaper changed and being put up with when we're crying and all of that. So, we need to receive love first as humans. And... We can't give what we haven't received. And to own this tangent and walk with it even further, there are those who say, you know, kindness doesn't cost you anything. And I strongly disagree with that. You can't give kindness unless you first know that you are loved. Genuinely. You can't genuinely give kindness You, you can't give what you don't have. And that's why... I used to think that programs could transform people. I used to think that people could transform people. And I don't really believe either now. I believe that God uses people who organize themselves through programs to transform people. I would not be who I am today without Sue from Trees of Hope. That is a person in a program with a support network. A program is just a logo that gathers people together for the same cause. That's all it is. And so... When, when I think of the Jesus film project, which sends the gospel around the world and translates that movie into every single language that they possibly can. You know, they have, they have a, a product, which is that film, and then they have people who, who literally walk and travel the world with it. And spread the hand out the DVDs and and put up put up um you know movie screens in the middle of Timbuktu and share the gospel with people and and so that that's just a that that's there's there's hundreds of people doing that all around the world and it's just a logo that represents a, a common cause amongst a group of people. So, it really does come down to the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to give us love, to show love to others, and do that. I've, I've podcasted on this before, but I want to emphasize it again. We have to have sustainable love love giving and love receiving in a friendship that we trust where, you know, like in my marriage we don't play the, if I do this, I'll do this if you do that we don't play that game. We try to make it a positive spiral of you loved me so I want to love you more and you loved me so I want to love you more. That's That self-sustaining cycle is super important for healthy faith. And for years, I did not think that that was even healthy or reasonable or biblical. And now, I am aggressively trying to figure out how I can invest in the friendships who are best for me. And who I can lean on when I need them, and they can lean on me when they need me. I'm aggressively trying to figure that out. And then, there's the other kind of love where, you know, in the Good Samaritan, he gave, he took care of that person and didn't expect anything in return. Jesus loved lots of people, And only a few of them believed him. But many spit in his face. If we're going to love the way Jesus loved, then we have to be prepared. We have to have a solid enough emotional identity in Jesus. That we don't care if people spit in our face. You know... Physically or or socially or whatever. We need to not care about that. Because just like James says, we prove our faith by our works. We prove our love for God by what we do for others. As an expression of our love for Him. Not because we expect anything back. And... And doing works to get that emotional validation fix it turns our righteousness to filthy rags just like Paul says in Philippians all my righteousness and my own works I count as filthy scubula rags so now that I'm way off topic the last thing I want to say about the gerbil monkey brain and taking time offline is that I need to take time offline to better invest in my real-life community. I've reorganized my Facebook so that I've made a list of the people who are in my community in real life. And I am trying to make it a point to visit that Facebook list and see what is going on with those people. Both on Facebook and on Twitter, I find that lists really cut out A lot of algorithm crap. And algorithm is good. (sighs) Algorithm is a device used by marketing companies. A.K.A. the social media platforms. Who need to pay for the servers to provide the service that they are providing for us. To keep you on their site as long as possible. So they can make advertising revenue. That is the job of the algorithm. It is not to build our friendships. It is not to build our communities. Ultimately, it's about the shareholders. Period. It's a business. Period. And so, if now that I've gotten that through my head, it's allowed me to to really get aggressive about the perspective and say, okay, one, how can I hack the algorithm? To help as many people as possible? And two, how can I use the system that is given to me to connect with the people who are my real life? Or not even my real life, but I use it on both Twitter and on Facebook. I use lists to stay in touch with the people who genuinely care about me. So that our friendship can be maintained. If one person goes dry, you can't maintain a friendship. I have some amazing friends I made in Florida. But they're terrible long-distance relationships. I love them dearly. But I have accepted that I probably will never have a satisfying interaction with them ever again because the likelihood of us being able to connect between point A and point B is just not going to happen. And that's very sad, and it's very painful, but there's not enough on initiative on that particular group of people's part to maintain contact with me. I'm really good at long distance relationships. I grew up alone and isolated, and then I made friends on Facebook. And that was how I made friends. I'm serious. So long distance relationship has been my norm. That's why I'm relatively pretty good at it. But if other people don't know how to do that, then I, I've given myself permission to let go of those friendships. And it's it's painful for sure. I share a lot of wonderful memories with some amazing people. But if you can't keep up long distance, then... If, if I never see you like my Facebook posts, and I don't even post that often, then that's the algorithm working against us, you know? Because... This is a topic I need to podcast on, but it's relevant to today. Those who have will be given more, and they will have an abundance. And those who do not have, even what they do have, will be taken from them. And I've seen that on social media over and over again. And it's a principle of how God made the world. That specific verse, I'll go into it in another podcast. I'll probably record it. Yeah, I will do that this coming week so tuesday next week mark your calendar those who have will be given more this verse that is like baffled me for years i finally have a piece about it and i'm gonna read you all the passages and we're gonna talk about it so be there be around or be square what the heck was i talking about friendships long distance friendships i've given myself permission to let those friendships go it's painful, but there's nothing else to do. And I know that when we get to heaven, you know, many of those people who are believers will get to connect and catch up and be like, how did this thing work out? Tell me the details of that thing. We probably won't even do that at that point, but we might just make eye contact and know everything that happened and be like, oh my gosh, God is so good. Oh my gosh, God is so good. Can you believe we're even here? Oh my gosh, I can't even believe we're even here. Ah. <sighs> That's going to be me in heaven, like 24-7 for a bajillion years. So just brace yourself for that, okay? <laughs> Don't worry, it's plenty big. There's plenty room for quiet gardens way, at, way from a distance from my extroverted screaming. Because, yeah, you, you better believe that's going to happen. <laughs> I can't wait to be in heaven and hear everybody's story and hear about how they got there and all the little things that God did and the way that he orchestrated and everything. I'm literally tearing up right now. Hashtag emotions. So, the bullet points of this podcast are gerbil brain can be good. I want God to filter my reactions. Perspective response brain, also very good. I want God to give me perspective so that I know what intentional actions to take. And then, how can I hack the social media algorithm to really invest in the friendships that are most important to me? Yeah, that's... That, that's that's this podcast. So um, with that said, this is a perfect po- social media podcast to promote my social media. I'm on the Twitter. I normally take a week off. I already said that. Yeah I'm on the Twitter. I'm on there all the time and I love meeting people and having dialogue. I'm doing a new thing where I once a month I'm asking people to share their creativity. And I've got a post up. Well, I'm recording this Friday and I'm releasing it Tuesday. But I'll keep that tweet pinned there through Tuesday if you want. And uh, I'll try. I'm pretty ADD, so I might not remember. But I'll try. Um, but I'm doing a thing once a month where I ask people to share their creativity. And then I cheer them on. And I, I love that. And it's that's me hacking the algorithm to encourage people because the more comments that tweets get, the higher it'll get ranked. And then I've had, the first time I did it, I had people comment who I didn't even know. That was so cool, I love meeting people on the internet. So, Twitter is a thing. Come hang out if you're new. I, If you want to get on Twitter, come talk to me and ask me questions. Because I should do a podcast on Twitter at some point. That needs to be a thing. Um... Beginner's Guide to Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm on Instagram. I have Inverse Stream. I've got Inverse Stream Art. The one is for the dance, the other was from other one is for the watercolor. And then I've got Meg Living Inside Out, which is the one I'm actually reading people on because I can only do one Instagram account at a time. Otherwise, I get sucked into Instagram stories. I love Instagram stories. I also love Instagram highlights, so go check out my highlights, because if I care about something, it will be in my Instagram highlights. Um, Facebook. I have such mixed emotions about Facebook, because again, algorithm problems. So, um, you're a very cool person to have listened to the entirety of this podcast, in which case, um... You can friend me on Facebook. So, that is a thing. I'll put that link in my description as well. Do-do-do-do-do. Let me write that down. Because. Do-do-do. Yeah. Because basically, I think of my personal profile as an extension of my Facebook pages. Inverse Dream and Meg Living Inside Out. Um, and... If you're going to add me to a bunch of groups or a bunch of group messages, I don't want anything to do with you. And I will probably, and if you send me a bunch of, of um, like this, forward this within 15 minutes or your house will burn down. If you send me any of those, I will mute and ignore your Facebook messages and probably eventually unfriend you. So please, please don't do those. Please. Thank you. Um, Facebook pro- protocol etiquette you ask permission before you add people to groups that's, that's really important the, the term Seth, wrote, Seth Godin uses is enrollment you know, you, you cannot you cannot learn, you cannot teach someone anything they don't want to learn themselves they have to be enrolled in the process so, um, so yeah, feel, friend, feel free to friend me on social media on all those places. I am on Snapchat like I mentioned. Can't promise I'll be very good on Snapchat. Please send me help if you understand what the heck to do with Snapchat. <sighs> I just, I can't make peace with the whole streaks thing. The Snapchat streak, I I I love the concept of Snapchat streaks for your best friends but that's just a commitment. I'm i am mm. Emotions, emotions, um. And while you're on the line, listening to this podcast, which is all over the place at this point, um, if you have not subscribed to my email list, I'd highly appreciate it if you did, because email is like, email is sacred. I need to do a podcast on email. This wrap up is turning into like a whole. I need a podcast on this. I need a podcast on that. So coming soon to Meg Living Inside Out. Have more. Twitter for beginners guide. And then what the heck did I just say before that? Yeah, I'll, I'll come back to it. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, so many places on the internet. So many places. But it really comes down to um, meeting like-mindedness. Oh, email. Email therapy. Oh my gosh, we need email therapy. Okay, so email is sacred. And if you don't want to look at your email inbox, you need to get an app called unroll.me. My husband does not like it because it allows the app to see all your subscriptions. However, if you have an inbox, you need to unbury. And trust me, unburying an inbox, Okay, it is better to lose weight by exercising than to have it surgically removed because When you exercise, you gain the benefits of better health. But when you have it surgically removed, it's just the quick fix. And so starting a new email, even starting a new social media account, is never the solution. You need to purge what you have because old email addresses die hard. Old phone numbers die hard. Old social accounts. Anyways, like... So it is it is important to unbury the email, email is sacred, and if you decide to trust me with your email address for my email list, I will treat your inbox like my own. I send an email once every blue moon, maybe a couple a month, but only when I have multiple useful things to say. And the word multiple there is important. I normally have a dance update, I normally have a watercolor update, and it's all in one email, so I will link that in the in the thing in the description because because I just want my description box to look like a a glorious link fest of awesomeness so yeah, <sighs> thank you so much for listening to all of my rants about all of the things I feel so much better and I really hope that it encouraged you and gave you some perspective for what the heck to do with this 21st century living we have going on because friendship doesn't look the same as it did even 25 years ago. It's transformed and it's amazing because it means that lonely isolated people can have friends all over the world but it's also damaging because you can be followed by thousands of people and have no one ever like or comment on your tweets because somehow all the people who cared have started to mute you, and and you've broken your right to be heard. Yeah, that's gonna be the the thesis statement of Twitter: right to be heard. Oof, it's a privilege. You know, freedom of speech. Everyone's entitled to freedom of speech, but we don't all have to listen. Okay, that's that's enough rants for today. <laughs> my goodness I love you so much I really appreciate you listening I'm so honored that you would allow me to have this impact in your life and that you actually care about what I have to say and I hope you find me funny because I crack myself up But if I'm the only one laughing then I'm pretty weird but I'm the only person who can hear myself recording this podcast so I'm the only one laughing over here so thank you for validating me. If you ever if you ever laugh, please let me know. I'd greatly appreciate it. Please hit me up on social media. Um I do direct messages from my girlfriends and dudes I'll do direct messages on occasion if it's a important private prayer request, but other than that, let's be in each other's at replies and uh comments and that sort of thing. So yeah. God loves you. I really hope you know that. He really does. And faith is a huge part of trusting that he does. But that's another podcast. (laughs) My name is Meg. I love my Jesus. And I believe in living inside out. Now it is your turn. Go and live it. Throwback from the Twitter archive. If you need me, I'll just be over here. I got my paranoia tangled up with the irrational fear. June 3rd, 2016.